So if there was somehow like you could you could make Cave of Wonders meets Flight of Passage, but you mm-hmm. feel like you're flying on a carpet and just kind of like one of those simulator rides, but on steroids, the way that Disney does amazing. Can we just put one of those in so that you can have like your e-ticket on Maleficent, then you have your everybody can ride, thrill ride with the that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, plus we need more Aladdin in the park. We just, we need it. We need it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Well, hey, Heather. Hey, Dave. How are you? It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast. Of course, that voice you hear is our quasi-producer, Heather, who is... I guess you've kind of gone beyond quasi because you're kind of our show producer, but <laughs> quasi is the good name, uh, AKA the Moana mom. You'll find her all over the internet. She's taken over the reels on Instagram. She owns, she's, she's working on TikTok. She owns Instagram. She's there on Facebook. She's all over. She's the Moana mom. And how are you? Oh, I am fabulous this evening. We, it's just, it's been a crazy day. Of course it has been. Well, you got two daughters. And so uh-huh. um, as a single mom, I can imagine just about every day, is somewhat crazy, if not full on crazy for the most part. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's me. I've been a single dad for a couple of days. The wife is in Nashville at a conference. And so I am, uh, he and I have been kind of hanging out for the last couple of days and making it happen. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. So uh, uh, you might wonder where Jen is. Jen is in Mexico. Uh, as of last <laughs> week, she was talking to us about her plans and stuff. She's like, oh yeah, I forgot I have to go to Mexico. I'm like, you forgot you had to go to Mexico. So crazy. Only to have a calendar that full, Heather, to, to be like, oh, yeah, I have to go to Mexico next week. I forgot. I know. She like <laughs> remembered it like two weeks ago because I know she was like talking about it. And then what she said, like a few days prior, like, oh, I, I forgot I had to go. Must yeah, be nice. Just, that's what <laughs> happens when you're you're kind of a boss lady. I mean, you kind of, you know, you're kind of an important person. You're like, oh, yeah, I got to do all these things. And I forget all the things I have to do because I'm important. It's kind of. Just kind of wedges it in there. So she's in Mexico right now and unable to come on. But of course, we have Heather here because we're not going to miss a week. This is the Matriological Podcast. <laughs> Once a week, magic in your ear holes, as we like to say. So uh, first question, though, Heather, is how did you Disney this week? I So I'm a procrastinator. I was listening to you talk last week whenever you said you forgot to um, book your room. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to book our pre-night stay because me and Bridget are going down a day earlier and meeting Nikki down there. And I completely forgot to get a room. Is this a December trip? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I booked my uh, uh, stay for like that one night mm-hmm. in November nice. before the December trip. And then today I'm wearing my, I call it vintage, Orange Bird Spirit jersey. I like um, it. Because it's freezing steph has one of those she has one of those (gasps) orange jerseys it's so well she can't wear it as as much now because she's so much thinner and tinier now and now the the thing like swarms her and so she puts it on and she's like two two of me could fit in here and it's really ridiculous now we have to go back and start rebuying spirit jerseys at a smaller size which is of course (laughs) is expensive it's expensive Um, it's also freezing here although not freezing there or not freezing here as much as it is there 
what is your temperature there like as of right now? Oh recording? my gosh. Hold on. Let me see. Let me hit weather. That says ironically, whenever it comes up, it says uh Orlando. Right now in Pittsburgh, it is 38 degrees and it is drizzling. Nice. 38 and rainy. It's 41 and clear here. I woke up this morning and got the kid ready and was getting his clothes and everything. And as I, I assembled the clothes the night before, actually. So he throws them down the stairs. That's his ritual. And then he crawls into bed. So this morning I grabbed his clothes and I was like, it's a little cold downstairs. Let me check the temperatures to see if maybe, maybe he needs a long sleeve or something. And it was 40 degrees outside this morning. And I'm like, well, let me get some pants and sweatshirt for him. Um, and of course, I am Disneying by wearing my brand new Pizza Planet Alien Toy Story pajama pants. Because <laughs> at nighttime, I shut down. I get undressed. I put my pajamas on. I don't really wear, wear pajamas. I wear like a fun t-shirt and my pajama pants. And I'm sporting for the first time this season the Disney long pants. And I'm excited because I love the fall. I, I don't like it cold, cold. But I like it cool, cold. I'm cool with that. And so it's nice outside. I'm not going outside right now, but it's nice outside. <laughs> I don't like the cold. We all know this. <laughs> well, the real cold, which is why you're coming to Florida sooner than later. <laughs> so uh, I'll be interested to see how you take the heat when it's permanent for you. Not just like, oh, my gosh, I'm here for a week. It's so hot. I'm going back to Pittsburgh. Which, <laughs> you know, I've heard it gets there hot there, too. But um, yeah, it's it's hot in Florida. This is one of the reasons Stephanie's like, I, I hate the cold. She's like, but I also hate the hot. We'll just stay in Alabama. <laughs> but yes. Somewhat cold and somewhat hot. So, yes. um, let's jump on a little news here. It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah, news. First things first, Tusker House is now going back to the buffet style. Not the family style, but the buffet style. I'm a fan of the buffet. I know that uh, our co-host Jen likes the family style because... Bring yeah, food to her. Me, I like going to the bar to get whatever food I want to get. Mm -hmm. so. And I'm a big fan of the Tusker House one because it's like the best breakfast on property. And they good. have those little donut holes. Do you remember back when they had it? They had all those little, I think they're like Krispy Kreme ones. They like melt in your mouth. I'm so excited that it's going back to it. So might be an unpopular opinion, but I am pumped, especially about that one. I'm, I'm also pretty excited about this too, because I think that... Um, I think it's it, I think it's good. It's 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 another indication that everything's going back to normal. And I hate to say back to normal because we're kind of there as it is. But at the same time, you know, it's another step to sit to basically going back to what we were before the pandemic. And I don't know that we'll ever get fully there. There are some things that will never come back. Dining plan, fast passes. But, you know, it's another indication that, you know, we're we're doing what we're doing. We're fine. Um you know, I don't mind. They got the they got the nose guard, the the sneeze guards. They call their the the glass and everything to protect it. I like going up there and getting my cut of beef from the thing. Uh, and they have cheese blintzes there at Tusker House, which I'm really excited about as well. And uh, it's it's great food. And for those people out there who are like, I don't know that I want a whole breakfast full of African you know style food. There is African style food and American cuisine as mm -hmm. well. So you can get your Mickey waffles along with your cheese blintzes and whatever it is, roast ostrich or whatever it is they serve there. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get it. It's all good there. So also opened up again, Monsieur Paul. I've never been to Monsieur Paul. It's above the Chefs de France there in uh, in France. It is a signature dining experience. And have you ever been to Monsieur Paul? No. I have this... Um... So Agent Meredith that we talk about mm -hmm. often on here, she is a foodie um, yes. and she loves it and she thinks it's great. And so is Jen. Mm -hmm. And I am, I am not, 
I feel that maybe I should be, but like I'm a sugar addict. So give me cake. I'm good. <laughs> well, it's the restaurant's reopening. They've got a brand new prefix menu. It's meant to mimic a gastronomical meal and starts with a glass of champagne and then it has five courses brought to you. Uh, and here are the six words that you need to know. The restaurant is $195 per adult. Um, and that's probably why I'm not going to go because anything that's not. a meal, one meal for 195 bucks, it's just, it's, I have a hard time with that. It's, it's like, it's mm -hmm. kind of my $600 pants theory. Uh, I met somebody who was actually fairly wealthy and they were wearing pants and they, they told me that the pants were 600 bucks. And, and I was like, are you, you spent $600 a pair of pants? And he's like, yes, once you put on $600 pants, you'll never want to wear anything again. And I'm like, I, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could spend 600 bucks on a pair of pants and I'd have a hard time spending 200 bucks on one single meal for myself. If it's the two of us, if it's Steph and I, you know, we're splurging. We've done that before. We had a $200 meal. It was an anniversary or something. But $500 once you include tip, it's just, it's, I mean, that's like a third of a, a Victoria and Albert's meal. Still, that's a, that's a lot of money. I, yeah, no. The most um, expensive one I've ever done was Space 220 for dinner. Mm -hmm. And every time I've gone back, I've done lunch since. So, <laughs> yeah. well, and it's, and you don't get, you don't get, basically, you don't get drinks with your lunch. You get drink with your dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, and you and get I, a dessert. And you get a dessert. And I feel like the money you would pay extra for that, you could get drink water and get a dessert mm -hmm. and still come out a few bucks to the, to yeah. the cheaper. I mean, have, don't you know, get me wrong. I, I, I go to Space 220 like often, but it's always for lunch. <laughs> well, so let me ask you, this is a, a touring question for Epcot. Do you find yourself, when you're doing maybe your own trips or you're booking for clients or whatever, do you find yourself kind of cautioning them about doing meals, dinners, like on Future World? Because most people do Future World in the morning and then they hit World Showcase. I had a client today talking about the difference in Tepan Ito and Garden Grill for dinner. And I'm like, think about where you're going to be because if it's 5.30, you've been doing Feed and Wine all afternoon or all evening or Festival of the Holidays and you've got Garden Grill at 6.30, you've now got to traverse the park all the way back across mm -hmm. versus Tepan Ito is right there or Vianopoli is right there or whatever i mean just i mean do you find yourself kind of cautioning people or is that just a eat where you want just you know figure it out no i kind of like well i have like a meeting before with them to like ask them what they think that they want to do and mm -hmm. do some suggestions with it but a lot of times that they are very adamant about having a sit down i'm either like okay you can do breakfast because you're gonna pick right around and you're gonna eat in all the countries throughout the throughout like your entire day or I do a dinner where you're going to sit down and have a dinner. Um, I I don't know because you know some people like to drink around the world and then mm -hmm. they want a meal at night. So I think it's like depends on the family and like what they're into. And then you have those clients that are super Epcot people that will do it like two or three days and they love it. So I'll book them a different one each night if they want. Yeah. I've <laughs> I found myself at Epcot more often than not, many times on family vacations. It's happened before where I look around at Stephanie. I'm like, this is the third time we've been to Epcot in this trip in like six days. And she's like, I know, we just keep ending up here because it just draws you in. It just is what it is. Also in Epcot, you're around the corner, leaving uh, Tepanito and all that, heading all around the corner towards Mexico. You're going to stop in Norway. And starting November 4th, if you can get the reservation, because I <laughs> imagine it will be a madhouse, Akershus Princess Dining is reopening. I'm so pumped. A couple of things with this. First of all, it's the first face character meal that we've had, a princess meal that we've had to reopen because everything else has been costume characters. So now we have face character meal reopening. Second, the only princess dining, Cinderella's roll table does not count. It's Cinderella nope. just waving through, taking a picture, and that's it. Yep. The first princess dining that we've had, and they're opening for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I can't remember if they were open, if they had 
characters. I, I can't remember if they had lunch last time, but now it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner now. Brand new menu. Um, reservations go on October 24th for an opening on November 4th. Uh, how excited are you for this? Oh, I'm so glad it's back. It's one of those things that um, clients, whenever they're saying, you know, I want to see a bunch of princesses. Mm -hmm. This is the one where I'm like, save it for your Epcot day. Yeah. Let's just get up, get you a reservation there and just knock five of them out right off the bat. And you're having an amazing meal. And it's like the perfect start to like an Epcot day. I'm I'm a breakfast person, though. And I just love saying, okay, let's get all the characters and yep. get your sit-down meal out of it, like out of the way. Oh, I'm so excited it's back. And I'm hoping then they're going to say that the princesses are coming back to Cinderella's Royal Table soon, too. Yes. Yep, that would be great. A uh, Cinderella's Royal Table usually tops out anywhere from $65 to $75 a person, maybe a little, little bit more depending on the season. Um, looks like it's going to be $63 per adult plus tax and gratuity and $41 per child ages three through nine plus tax and gratuity at the upcoming diet, uh, upcoming dining for princess. They've got, um, you know, like I said, they've got lunch, they've got dinner, they've got breakfast, which is going to be exciting. I'm looking at the menu now and it looks fantastic. There's a lot of words on here. I can't say, so I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> all there is, although you will have the, the Norwegian word and they'll have something like a colon and it says Norwegian meatballs and yes. then the Norwegian <laughs> word. And it says Norwegian potato dumpling served with roast chicken. So like I've been here a couple of times and previously they did, I don't, know that they had the princesses for dinner i've been there at dinner before when they didn't have the princesses so that i think that was my question today because i think i even like asked someone like were they there for dinner i don't remember them being there for dinner you think that we would remember this but i right. feel like it's been it's been like two and a half years since we've yeah. had it i honestly can't remember well, hopefully we're going to have more things come up. I know Agent Kyla, Kyla, Kyla said she looked at the menu and found a breakfast menu. So the description that was given was that we can see some of our favorite princesses. Uh, it didn't say breakfast, lunch, or dinner, nor did it say the characters will be at all of them. So we're going to kind of wait and see. But I guarantee mm -hmm. they, they will be at breakfast. That mm -hmm. I can promise you they will be at yeah. breakfast. Probably at dinner because the demand will be so high for this. Uh, client mm -hmm. was asking. It was funny because a client mentioned to me they wanted princess meal. They're dining us tomorrow. And we talked about it today. And she was like, I finally made my decisions the day before and uh you know we want princess dining and i'm like well there's nothing available and she's like we went used to went, went to norway a couple of years ago and it was really good i'm like well it's not available literally within 60 seconds that link was posted in one of our chats <laughs> but it coming back so i emailed her quickly i'm like guess what it's coming back and she it's said coming well, back. we would like to get so-and-so time and i basically in in a nicer way it was like you're gonna get whatever time you get mm -hmm. and you're gonna like it because whatever time yeah. i see i'm going to grab i'm not gonna yeah. try to find you 8 30 or 8 40 it's 11 15 or 10 51 or what that's what you get and you're gonna mm -hmm. like it because you'll be one of the lucky ones exactly <laughs> it's, it's gonna be crazy and very very hard to get also here's a rumor and i love mentioning rumors to you because you're fun to talk about with rumors <laughs> there's a rumor floating around from a couple of websites not just one but a couple that the epcot play pavilion the much ballyhoo play pavilion that people have been talking about it's appeared on epcot maps including the epcot 40th map but they didn't talk about it at e23 the rumor is they're now canceling the project entirely. Have you heard this rumor? Your thoughts I, on this? Do you think that this is what they're doing? You think, I mean, obviously we know it's very possible that this could happen, but is this a good idea or, or what are we thinking? So I didn't hear the rumor. Um, it makes sense that they are going to cancel it, but I'm a little bit confused if the rumor is true because they started working on it prior to everything shutting down and mm -hmm. then they said they were going they were going to pick up start working on it again uh what are they going to do with the 
area that they were going to put it in. Well, there are I mean, I'm fine. It's, it's unknown. They don't know what they're going to do with it. It's just okay. shutting it down and not doing anything it's with it right now. It's not doing just, anything. Yeah, yeah. Which Disney has, a, unfortunately, a habit of closing things mm-hmm. or shutting things down and leaving the spaces just there. Mm-hmm. And without any promise or any hope of what's coming or even opening up some, I mean, there's so many spots, even in Epcot, that I feel like they could just open up a meet and greet, an easy, you know, put through decorations mm-hmm. on the wall and suddenly you've got a Wally meet and greet or you've got a, you I know, a like Mulan that. meet and greet. Well, it's in China, but, you know, a, a, a Merida meet and greet in Epcot or something. You've got something fun just to, to bring people off of the off of the sidewalks into the area. And I feel like you could do that with several spaces there. Um, honestly, I would pay a $25 surcharge, take a tour backstage to go see the old Horizons building and go see some of the old, like the kitchen see? cabaret and some of the old stuff mm-hmm. that apparently is still there. It's like, still there. All stuff is still there. It's literally, it uh, was it, was it you or was it Nikki? Um, it might've been Nikki whenever at Epcot 40, I think I was telling her um, that the animatronics that are in Spaceship Earth mm-hmm. are still in there. Yeah. All they did was put up a board with a black like sheet over top of it. Mm-hmm. And they're all still in there because when they were looking for sponsors, whenever they were, once again, Disney puts things on the back burner, <laughs> whenever they were going to make over Spaceship Earth because she was going to get a, sp- a facelift, um, they had some sponsors that walked through there. And like one of the sponsors revealed or something that said that they went in, they turned the lights on and like all the old stuff is still in there. Oh, that would be I've great. Heard, People would pay to yes, go see that. Yes, I've heard some of that as you're going backwards down that big mm-hmm, hill with the that's lights. That's when you can really if see you, it. If you look off to the right and to the left, you will see covered stuff. You'll see black tarps. Um, you can't really make out what it is, but a lot of that I think is old stuff they just didn't do anything with. And I'm like, I I, I don't understand. I, I don't mm-hmm. understand why you know they don't do some of the. Yeah, people would definitely pay for that. I would pay. I'd pay thirty, forty bucks for that in a heartbeat just to walk through there. I know you can't take pictures, but just to kind of he- see some Epcot history of things mm-hmm. that that went by and things that no longer exist and whatever. Mm-hmm. I know there's a story out there somewhere about the guy who stole Buzzy, one of the uh, the animatronics. Oh uh, from yeah, Epcot. he stole it and tried to sell it. And there's a whole legal thing going on there with that guy. He got in massive trouble because you know he stole it. He stole so, it. Not cool. Um, a couple, a couple more points here. Uh, very merry Mickey, Mickey's very merry Christmas party sold out November eighth, tenth, eleventh, and twenty second. So the first couple of days, uh, the party sold out, and of course the twenty second, which I think is the last one before Thanksgiving break, I believe, um, or somewhere right in there, sold out. So if you're gonna get, if you want to go to the Mickey's very merry Christmas party, go ahead and get your tickets. I know it's not, it's not refundable. What I tell people when they're asking about it, I'm like, if you don't, if you're not sure wait because they are non-refundable you can transfer mm-hmm. your tickets maybe to something else maybe but you know don't buy them yet but when you're sure and you're like yes we're gonna go buy your tickets let's because get your tickets right now because they will sell out it's very mm-hmm. slow much like the halloween party was very slow but suddenly we got into august as the weeks went on everything sold out mm-hmm. i think once halloween is over these tickets will start going quicker and quicker and they will be gone um one final point to the news here guys if you're looking for a christmas trip this is not an infomercial for our agency, Upon a Star Travel, upon, uh, info at uponastartravel.com. Um, but if you're looking for a Christmas trip and you're like, we want to go for Christmas week, we want to go for Christmas Day, Magic Kingdom already sold out Christmas Day for Park Pass Reservations. You cannot get into the Magic Kingdom as of right now uh, for Christmas Day. So this is something you want to hop on pretty daggum fast to get in there, to get your tickets, to get your Park Pass reservations, because I imagine, again, like the Christmas party, once we get in November and the swing of things roll in, Christmas is now going and everything's great and exciting and fun. 
we're going to start seeing these days disappear pretty fast and things mm-hmm. will get sold out. And suddenly you're going to be spending four days at Epcot, maybe a day at Animal Kingdom, because that's all <laughs> that's left. That's all that's left. Or so. five days at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> um, and and finally, of course, we mentioned Angela Lansbury passing last week. Very sad. Um, I was listening earlier to the episode of the Imagineers podcast with our friends, Matt and Susan. They were also honoring Angela Lansbury. Great little great, Great little tribute on their end. And, you know, they were discussing the idea that we talked about last week is that we're losing our, our heroes. We're losing mm-hmm. as they get older and older. We're losing them. I'm not going to call out the ones that are on death's door because that would make me sad thinking about Dick Van Dyke possibly dying because he's 96. Mm-hmm. Um, but Robbie Coltrane, of course, passed this week with some health issues. He was Hagrid, very beloved as Hagrid. He's a great character actor, been in a lot of stuff, probably more things than people realize mm-hmm. once you look at his IMDb credits. Um, but of course, he was known as Hagrid. That's and one of the most profound things he said, and the clip was going around the internet about how in 50 years he will be gone, but Hagrid will still be around. And Lives while, while I question some of the casting in the Harry Potter series, I'm, 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 I carry the unpopular opinion that Alan Rickman was wrong for Snape. Robbie Coltrane was perfect for Ruby's Oh, 110%. Absolutely perfect. He, he fit, when you were yes. reading those books, he fit yep. the description, how he delivered mm-hmm. the lines, the mm-hmm. everything to a T. Yep. He was perfect and, for it. And I imagined his face when I was do- when I'm doing the audiobooks and stuff with Jim Dale reading, which is incredible, by the way. If you've never done the Harry Potter series and audio, it's magnificent. Um, but I always imagine the Hagrid I see in the movies with Robbie Coltrane when I'm listening to the voice being done by Jim Dale, because it's just it's just great. It's just mm-hmm. great. So we will miss you, Robbie Coltrane. So when I get to this thing, I want to get to a little list here, Heather, and I want to ask your opinion on this. I'm going to call this little segment. Will they return? I have five experiences and or attractions uh, that that are featured throughout the parks that have been closed since before the pandemic or since the pandemic happened. And they're not returning yet. We haven't heard anything about them at all. So the okay, questions yeah. are, number one. Do you think they're going to return at all? And number two, do you want them to return or do you want to see something else? And you can't say, yes, I want them to return because we need something in that spot. I mean, really, honestly, do you want this attraction to return? And the first one is Enchanted Tales with Belle. Now that we know that uh, now that we have Akershus coming back, do you want this to return? And if, if you know, do you want to see it return? Do you think it will return? Okay, so I do... This is such a catch 22 question. Okay. Um, I do think that it's going to return just because people loved it so much with the experience of going in there and the kids got to be part of the show and you can see Lumiere in there and whatever. The problem with this, I don't even want to say this attraction, this meet and greet Mm -hmm. thing is that it takes forever to like get into it. It It is not like a big enough venue does that does that make sense sense. little a little little Um, like a little theater but it's only like 10 benches maybe we (laughs) need the if you're going to do it it, refurbish it i don't i don't care if you push it in the Mm -hmm. back into some magical room whenever you walk through the mirror um and make it a bigger space it just it takes way too long if you didn't have a quote-unquote fast pass at the time um we wouldn't do it because you would be standing in that line forever. I'm okay if it doesn't come back. If if it doesn't come back, I think it would be a great option where do you you know how um what do I want to say? Like how they have Belle in her like blue dress mm-hmm. whenever they are she's in Epcot, she's in right. the blue dress, right? right? Why don't they have like her with like a little like Mrs. Potts animatronic and like Chip and, like the Lumiere, Lumiere and Cogsworth yeah. and like get a photo with that and like do like a 
like a, a video that has like the magic happening, mm-hmm. like behind the kids in the photos, because you don't get to meet Belle and every single person that goes into be our, be our guest. They're like, well, Beast is there. Does Belle come out? Everybody asks about it. Right. So can we put Belle in that park somewhere? Like well, where it's not taking an hour to see her? I think the appeal of it was that it was interactive and your kids got to go up and some of the adults I've done it three or four mm-hmm. times where you get to go up and you get to be a plate or a knight or a, or a fork or whatever. And I think you could still do something like that. Have a meet and greet. Like you said, have those characters in the background for your photo and maybe give the kids or whoever the option. They can hold a plate up. They can hold a fork up. They can hold the knight head up or whatever. They can hold a prop up as another character to be in the photo. Um, you know, you could just have somebody there to take the pieces backstage and kind of sanitize them real quick and bring new pieces out or whatever but uh do something like that where it is interactive and the kids can feel part of the the quote-unquote story get the picture and you're gone uh and i think i think that would be really 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 popular Mm -hmm. because i loved enchanted tales with bell but you're right uh, on busier days it is impossible to get in um there's only like one pre-show which is the wardrobe which don't lose Mm -hmm. that effect that effect is amazing but beyond Mm -hmm. that you're just working your way through the house and the house is not very big so that line's going to come out of that house weave around and so yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of with you i think it will come back at some point i would love to see it kind of refurbished a little bit what about on the princess's uh uh uh, mentality here what about over in hollywood studios the voyage of the little mermaid oh that thing can go away (laughs) do you think it will come back though because i'm not sure that it Mm, will no i don't think it will i think it's i don't i don't know what they'll they'll put in there though Mm -hmm. i was thinking about that whenever we were just there a couple weeks ago as we walked past it because i I was thinking you know what kind of fits in here because they have that star wars launch bay there Mm -hmm. and then they have the place where you can meet the characters and then little mermaid was just kind of there and let's face it ever since we got the one in magic kingdom nobody really goes to the show and the show needed updated anyways and the puppets were like i don't know made of like styrofoam right um (laughs) i don't i don't know what they can put in there i mean i i honestly don't know what is the best thing to put in there yeah, I don't know. I don't and I don't think it's coming back. Either but it should not come I don't back. think there's a clamoring for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool when laser lights were cool uh, because mm-hmm. that's kind of the appeal of the show. But you do have the same kind of effect and the same kind of thing in, you know, the Under the Sea the, with a Little Mermaid in Magic Kingdom. So you're getting a double dose of that. And you're right. I don't know if, I mean, one thought would be to find another princess and do like a small little stage show, little musical there. But you've got Frozen right around the corner. So you get an entire Frozen show to do there. And so I think the whole concept of doing another princess show there might be too much. They will find an IP, I'm sure, and put something there. And, you know, um, but uh, but yeah, I I don't think it'll come back. And I have no idea what they want to put there. Keeping in Hollywood Studios, do you think the Jedi Training Academy is going to come back? And should it come back? Do you think you want it to come back? Um, I know that all clients want it to come back. Mm -hmm. I've never seen Star Wars, so I don't know. But um, yeah, I think it's great. But can they put it somewhere else now? The Galaxy's Edge. Maybe they put it open? in the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. <gasps> Wait, that and way you could come right out of Star Wars Launch Bay exactly. and like put it. Open it up. Open up that entire Mark. thing. Kind of let you can actually put like some foliage behind you, some decoration behind you to make it appear more like a Star Wars planet, whether mm. it's a desert planet or trees or whatever. Um, you have a stage up there. The kids can come on stage and have seating for the parents. It's not in the hot sun and they can all get pictures and stuff with the characters and maybe even have a meet and greet with some of the characters back behind there. I'm this is all oh, I'm like, like right idea. now, but open that up and make that the Jedi Training Academy coming out of Launch Bay. It's right there. So, oh, I do like that idea. And you yeah. can have and I, you have more kids too at the same mm. time. Which I think yeah, 
I because the client you would like run to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To sign yep. up for it. So yep. yeah, I think that they should bring it back because it's just such a fan favorite and everybody loves doing it. Mm-hmm. But they need to move it, and that would be that would be a great place for it. Yeah, yeah, I, think I like so. that. And I agree. You just clean it out and just basically carpet it down, hardwood it down, put a little stage on there. You wouldn't have to do a lot to it. Just nope. have a big open room. And I think that would work. Uh, two more. Um, the Tinkerbell meet and greet in Sleepy Hollow in Town Hall. Right now, earlier this week, we saw Mickey, uh, the Mickey Minnie meet and greet there in Town Hall, Magic Kingdom, hit a 400 minute, was it 200 or 400? There was some godly <laughs> number insane. of minutes uh, to meet Mickey and Minnie. Of course, they're in their 50th anniversary celebration outfit. Do we think Pixie Hollow is coming back? Is the Tink coming back? Or are they just going to leave that as is and just keep it Mickey only. Mm, I, that's a good question. I say she does come back because you can't meet her anywhere else. And she's such a, an iconic mm-hmm. now that happily ever after is coming back. Yay. I mean, you're going to see her, see her fly at the end of the night, but like, where else can you see her during the day other than in the parade? I love whenever you go in there that you feel like you are, shrunk down to the yes, size of like little a little fairy lights coming mm-hmm. by and everything i love that I, I i like the whole experience of it but where else things, would you meet her at well one of the things i really i love that they do is that um they now let you like only a family or two at a time go in to meet the, meet the characters instead of just having the long line you hop up and there you are like they did with joy uh, and uh, and sadness over in uh, epcot or baymax over in epcot or some of the other characters when they had an animation hall where you're just waiting in line then you just jump up and meet your character like you have to round a corner they open the door and they only let a few people in at a time and it just feels more personal mm-hmm. by doing that because you don't have all these other families just like like staring at you you know um, yeah. and i love the fact that pixie hollow was like that the only other place i could think that it, where it would go would be something like animal kingdom where mm-hmm. because it's very you know leafy and foresty and you know and, and environmental i guess gardeny that makes if that's a word oh my gosh something what like if that. they could like redo the dino land and make it like pixie hollow that was really popular like what was that like 10 years that's ago 10 15 years ago they i mean like nobody knows what they tinkerbell are movies. now but yeah. i mean they had a solid run with all of those tinkerbell movies well that's why tinkerbell is no longer a disney princess because she was in the 90s and she was pulled back to go into the to, into the fairy line when they started looking at doing these tinkerbell movies which doing the first one movies. came out in 06 07 because i had just started with the disney store in 08 and that movie was already out um and they've done four or five six with different with celebrity voices and stuff and um you know they've done several and actually the tinkerbell movie is not bad i've seen it it's, it's not, really it's not a bad movie i actually not. kind of enjoyed it finally do we think 1900 park fair is coming back specifically for breakfast, supercalifragilistic breakfast. Now, for people who don't know this one and don't remember it, you go there and you meet not only, I mean, it's this cornucopia of characters. Uh, You met Mary Poppins, you met Alice, you met the Mad Hatter, Tigger and Pooh, all British characters. It was like the, the I guess the plaza over at Disneyland where it's just this array of characters just all coming at you at once. Wonderful meal, chilled strawberry soup. It was the Grand Floridian in 1900 Park Fair restaurant. And of course, at night they had the Cinderella's Royal Gala, where Cindy and the Prince and um, you know the stepsisters, stepsisters were coming out and mm-hmm. stuff. And do we think it's coming back? Do we? Do it we is going to come back. back. Here, here's why it's going to come back. That Calliope piano that is like up in the ceiling has mm. like so much historical. Like there's a backstory with it, and it still works and all that kind of stuff. It is going to come back, but 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 but, 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 but. I do not think you're going to see Pooh and Tigger there. Mm-hmm. 
I think they will stick with like the British theme thing, but I am wondering if they can't kind of make it more Mary Poppins in the breakfast um, where you could do like Mary Poppins and Bert and like maybe some of the penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love to keep it Cinderella with Prince Charming and right. the stepsisters because that was hilarious. Those stepsisters stole the show every single time, but you can't get of the, get rid of the Mary Poppins breakfast because um, they just refurbished all those rooms to have a Mary Poppins theme. So I feel that they're just refurbishing like that whole area and they have to get the cast members to come back. I mean, they have to hire a lot of cast members right. to make that work. And I think that's what a lot of people forget about is that it's not that Disney doesn't want it to be open. It's that it requires a lot of cast members to do this day in and day out and they just don't have the staff for it yet i wonder if they're holding on to a reopening for this until grand floridian is done when they're doing the refurbish and, and they can be. all open it at once and they could say along with the refurbish of grand grand floridian 1900 park fair is open with a brand new menu and you know new characters and you're right now that you said that i forgot about the mary poppins theme so putting bert there putting i don't know any of their iconic characters besides bert mary and the penguins mm-hmm. um I don't know. I mean, even if you left Alice and the Mad Hatter there, that's fine. But I don't, I never understood. I got the British thing, but like Pooh and Tigger are at Crystal Crystal Palace. Palace. Let's just leave them there. Right. Plus the meet and greets outside of the Pooh restaurant. I'm sorry, the Pooh Mm -hmm. attraction in Magic Kingdom. Uh, So there are multiple places to meet Pooh and they used to have them in Animal Kingdom. I don't know if they still do or not, but they used to have Pooh and Tigger at Eeyore Animal Kingdom. So you want Pooh, you can find it anywhere. So, um, so those are our five. Will they return? Finally, let's talk about the villains. This is exciting because at D23, which Heather has reminded me, you got to stop being so negative about D23. You've complained too much about D23. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I had some negative things to say. You know, I, some, I was disappointed by some things, some things I was really excited about. And one of the things I was excited about was the ending of D23, uh, not because it was over, but because they were announcing some of the new things and new things they had on on, on the, the blue sky board. Mm-hmm. Um for Magic Kingdom. Now, these are things that are not going to happen for probably three, four, five years. We, I'm thinking maybe, Eight. maybe <laughs> D23 in 2024, we might hear more specific information about some of this uh, that might be coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see, though. But one of the things they mentioned was a villain's area. What's beyond Big Thunder Mountain? What's beyond the spires? Yes. Beyond the mountain? As we go back beyond the mountain to see, and they mentioned villains. And, of course, fans have been clamoring for a villains park for so long. People have been asking for villains. And I even had a thought of doing, like, my whole vision was doing it like an imagination park where you had Star Wars and Marvel and villains and princesses in a hub. You go to whatever park you want to go to, and that's all the stuff is there. So they're going to bring that to the Magic Kingdom because Bob doesn't return my phone calls when it comes <laughs> to this. So we're going to kind of build our own little villains park what area do we have there and i think each of us we talked about doing each of us doing it like like an e-ticket attraction which is like a big attraction maybe mm-hmm. not a massive roller coaster but something bigger uh like big thunder would be an e-attraction or e-ticket uh dark ride which would be like a smaller ride peter pan would be a dark ride something take you in story wise whatever um some sort of villains show of some sort and then a restaurant of some sort and then of course any other thing we want to throw in there and 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 i will start the first thing i want to do is i want to mention my little show here and I want to call it LeFou's henchman hoopla. And I want to what? take all the, I want to take all the, all, all the villains, their okay. henchmen and make a show out of it. You got your pain and your panic. 
you got your hyenas, uh, Shinzi and Ed, uh, and the other one. Uh, you've got some of the cards from the Alice in Wonderland series. You've got the stepsisters. You've got all the ones that aren't the main villain, but the henchmen. LeFou maybe hosts it, you know, kind of comes out. They can do some songs and whatever, some just chances to see some villains out there on stage that you never get to see. You never get to see Painted Panic, but how cool Ever. would it be? Be pain and panic on stage uh to see you know to see iago um maybe as an animatronic you use the one that they they took out of the tiki room tiki a room. couple years ago <laughs> it burn up which was fire that of course accidentally started um <laughs> but uh you know do a villains like a like a henchman hoopla kind of thing where they get out there and it's like a comedy show of sorts but you have these 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 henchmen these sidekick villains that you never get to see have them on one stage i think the pictures would be great I think it'd be so much fun to see some of these guys on stage. Oh, I like that. What the name threw me for there for right there. But um, no, I think that's a great idea. Things that you don't see. Mm -hmm. I, so I, I'm probably not good for this one because I am not good at watching the shows like the castle shows and stuff like that. But I go to Disney all the time, but I was thinking if you were going to do a stage show, why can't Madame Mim be like the host of it? I love it. Because she's <laughs> two things terrified me as a Disney child, um, which we will get to later. What what is the devil thing's name in Fantasia? Oh, uh, Chernobog. Oh, Chernobog. he's terrifying, terrifying, <laughs> nightmares, 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 nightmares. And Madame Mim, her face was just it it to this day, I just am like, oh, I, uh, I don't know if she had a meet and greet. I don't, I don't know if I could be brave <laughs> enough to go up and like, oh, let's you, mm-hmm. you were like part of my nightmares. But if she hosted it and then like, you know, poof, purple smoke or whatever. And mm-hmm. then like the next villain comes out or whatever. And they sing not even so much like Disney, like Disney songs. What if they sing like they have like this whole new show that is just all about like being evil. I don't even care if they sing the songs from like descendants or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> but can you imagine like having all of them? And like every time she poofs with some like purple smoke or whatever, mm-hmm. like another one appears. I just, I don't know. She creeps me out. And I was like, Oh, if she had a stage show, I, I would watch it. And I'd be like a little bit, mm, where's this going? Because Maleficent, let's face it. She's like the queen bee, but like I stage show. She's bigger than that. I like we'll it. get we'll get to that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, another one I was thinking of, and this is almost Disney could not do would not do this because this is sort of a copy of. Um, but if you go over to Universal down the street, it's it's a park that exists about five miles down the road. Heather, I know you're mm-hmm. sort of unfamiliar with it, okay. but there is a and I forget the name of it, but it's over in the Simpsons area, and you've got the main. Uh, like the one of the aliens right there in the middle, and it's kind of like a like a roundabout ride, like a dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Take that alien out and put Ursula right there. Have oh the my gosh. coming up. Holding this the is exactly what I thought about. And the Do whole you... thing spins, yes. you know? Yes. yes. And and you could call it the, you know, poor and fortunate, whatever. <laughs> yes. Whatever. And each of the cars spins too. As they go around the circle, you have the, you have the ability to make them spin almost like a spider ride. And maybe kind of goes up and down, yes. that kind of thing with Ursula just ha 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 right in the middle. Um, I love it. I literally wrote on here because uh the only thing you said, come up with a ticket, e-ticket attraction, come up with a dark ride, come up with the show, mm-hmm. and um, like a restaurant, a dining thing. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute, 
if there is one of those, because everybody, we all know Jen's feelings on Aladdin's magic carpet, but if there was one thing that you could throw in the villain's park that nobody would complain about it being such a simple ride, take an old-fashioned spider uh-huh. like ride and right. just put Ursula on top of it, and it works because of her tentacles, and she mm-hmm. could, you know. Exactly. Oh, it was, Yes. Oh, I love that we both thought of that. That's exactly. fantastic. Well, can you imagine though at night how that would be lit up? Lit and like up have like, 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 a, like, a, like a moat around it or something with water splashing or maybe in the oh, that would be fantastic. So I love it. Um I had a harder time with an e-ticket ticket attraction, something bigger. And one of the things I would love to see, um, almost like a streets of Agrabah kind of attraction where you board quote unquote board a magic carpet, almost like a lens magic carpet, except this one goes a lot faster and you're soaring through like on a coaster track. It's a small coaster, but you're soaring through the coaster track, like the streets of Agrabah, you know, and you're being chased by mm-hmm. Jafar, maybe have Iago screaming at you, whatever, some animatronics. I keep having Iago all over the place and you're just flying through on these carpets and just whipping back and forth through the streets. And um, you, you would need to ride, the coaster would need to ride under the track under the track and i've been on coasters like that before so we can swing kind of back and forth and up and down exactly have one big hill where it's going under the track and uh and i'm imagining for anybody who's familiar with with bush gardens history in williamsburg virginia they used to have an attraction called the big bad wolf one of my favorite coasters ever it's been closed many many years but it rode under the track you boarded it and kind of went up a big hill and you were going through like this little town where the werewolf you know stalked the Mm -hmm. the people whatever it's all smoky and stuff same concept, except you're flying through the streets of Agrabah. You're trying to escape uh, Jafar and his minions. And just, I think that would be amazing. Now, it would take 14 years for Disney to build it because that's what oh Disney gosh, does. Oh, my gosh, because it would be a coaster. But how cool would that be? That oh. is an awesome idea. There's – um, what was that called? It's called is, – is it called – I think it's the Raptor that's up here in Cedar Point where you, like, hang below mm-hmm. the track. And that's something like that. So – I came up with two options for e-ticket attractions. So I'm just going to pick, obviously, the clear runner here is that you do a coaster and it's literally Maleficent's, like, Maleficent theme. It doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be called Maleficent's whatever. It's just called Maleficent. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is black, neon green, and purple. And if you can imagine riding some kind of coaster that then has like the dragon, not that I'm stealing an idea from a park down the street, but can you imagine if you were like going up a hill and then like all of a sudden she just like lifts those wings, kind of like how she breathes the fire uh, during the festival fantasy parade. But if you had like an, like it's not even an animatronic, one of those giant things when you get to the top of the hill. She just raises those wings. Oh my gosh. Oh Oh, my gosh. I would lose my mind. That would be cool. So that's my number one. But you can also, as you're cresting that hill, have that dragon breathe fire. Yes. You could could feel it as you're cresting. It's safe because it'll be just as you'd be actually farther away from it as you would be if you were watching the Festival of Fantasy Parade. But have it breathe fire over you as you're cresting that hill and you feel the heat as you're coming through. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, Right right into this this thing of thorns at the very bottom. (sighs) So. thorns and then you can have the smoke come up and there's that yes. smoke and you're like where are we going you don't know because you can't see That's and it's happened. just thorns. this is what should have happened to splash mountain i'll be honest oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh melissa <laughs> so that is my number one one mm-hmm. but if i think it was like way back when we talked about um if we could redo stuff in epcot and i had mentioned that if we if soren had to be an ip it also like you were saying mm-hmm. with the magic carpet be like a cave of wonders ride so if there was somehow like you could you could make cave of wonders meets flight of passage but you mm-hmm. feel like you're flying on a carpet 
and just kind of like one of those simulator rides, but on steroids, the way that Disney does amazing. Can we just put one of those in so that you can have like your e-ticket of Maleficent, then you have your everybody can ride thrill ride with the that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, plus we need more Aladdin in the park. We just we need it. <laughs> we need it. Can you imagine that big like head, just I like the it. gold head you could walk in is the mm-hmm. entrance of the ride. Oh, amazing. As you walk in, you know, mm-hmm. the cave of wonder, the diamond and the rock. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. Um, so I had a restaurant idea too. And and kudos to Stephanie because she's kind of the one one of the ones that kind of we talked through this last week. We were talking about 1900 Park Fair, and we were talking about what happens if they don't bring those characters back, but they bring back could they do different characters? And so then I thought, well, what if we did this as a character meal here and just call it simply Captain Hooks and have your Peter and Wendy, Captain Hook, Smee, your Tinkerbell, almost like 1900 Park Fair, but these are the characters you have. And they're kind of oh. doing your meet and greets, coming to table by table. And of course, you can have a different, uh, you know, Lost Boys, different kind of flavors and foods and things like that or whatever, a prefix meal or however you want to do it. But have like a Captain Hook themed restaurant where it's more themed to Captain Hook and Smee and even the crocodile versus Peter Pan and Wendy, but still have them there too. They could be meet and greets and have your Tinkerbell kind of dashing around, you know, and, and, or maybe she's the one you meet as you leave because you shrink down to a pixie ties to get your picture and then shrink back up again because. That's what you have to do. Um, yes. But have like a Captain Hook kind of character meal with all those characters because I feel like that's a movie with a large body of characters that you could easily put into a restaurant and make it a, a themed to that movie meal. I think. That oh, I love fantastic. that idea. Oh, that's a great idea. Now that we say that about 1900 mm-hmm. Park Fair, now I want to be like, why? Do, why isn't there like Peter Pan and Wendy and Captain Hook and the Lost Boys like? That would be awesome. And that until you be... said that about Mary Poppins, I was thinking, what if they did that at 1900 Park Fair? But you said Mary Poppins at Mary mm-hmm. Flutie, and I'm like, yeah, they're going to go Mary Poppins. They're yep. going to have to because they redid the yeah. rooms. Yep. So mine is, and I don't, I don't want to say that piano bar is the answer to this, but it is, it is not. Mm-hmm. But I want to have a dining venue where you have like a piano player and just like a small band. And it's as if you're like coming into a lounge slash bar where everybody's eating fine, whatever. Right. But it's going to be the villains that like walk up and have a performance. Okay. So can you imagine, you can call it voodoo lounge if you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like it. And you can have Facilier like come out. He can sing his song. Ursula can come out and she can sing poor unfortunate songs or poor unfortunate souls (laughs) as a song. You can have Cruella come out. You can see her like with her little uh, long cigarette and her mm-hmm. big coat and whatever. But I was like even even thinking Mother Gothel. If she oh. did Mother Knows Best, I mean standing ovation. Yeah. Standing of ovation. Of course. I well, need I need I just need like a I need more of those shows like kind of like how Hoop De Doo was. And then when you had the Luau, mm-hmm. if they did something like that that was just like sit down, hey kids, you're not getting your pictures with, with any of them. We're gonna have some entertainment on the stage and we're all gonna eat dinner. Oh, 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 so, I okay, love it. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking you call this <laughs> Facilier's Voodoo Review. Okay. And I'm thinking like a, like a setup almost like Country Bear Jamboree. Where every curtain opens, there's another villain there, and like oh. they're singing their song, and you could do animatronics, or you could do live performers, and they're singing. Just that you can't have 
full songs of everybody, which would be too mm-hmm. much. But you know, open it up there, and there's an animatronic of Scar, and he sings the "Be Prepared," like you know, part of the, the first verse in the chorus, and then it closes. And you, Mother Gothel, is your closer, maybe or something, and have your host as a facilier coming out and be like, "I got friends on the other side." Let's look at let's meet him right now. Here's blah blah blah, whatever for Ursula. And then opens it up and then she comes out. Poor unfortunate souls. Um, or you know, although you see Ursula in the Little Mermaid ride, uh, but mm-hmm. you could have you know so many of the villains kind of just appear on stage as the curtains open and close, allowing you to move back and forth with this. And maybe at the end of it, Mother Gotha comes out to close the show and and stings whatever. And you could do it, make it a lounge, make it a piano bar, or yes. just whatever. Um, I like that. I like I, I I just when I was thinking I was like this what is a kind good of restaurant and I, oh my gosh it is okay so Disney um yeah you can just mm-hmm. contact us we have a ton of ideas yep. Josh you you know how to get a hold yep. of me okay the, so the it's only fine. other thing I think we that I want to and I, I like the name more than anything else is have like a counter service and call it Hot as Hades and it's basically like barbecue and stuff but it's all spicy foods like I hate spicy foods so I would never eat here but everything has a twinge of spice to it pepper to it because it's hot everything is served hot and it's flaming you know and and maybe even have like jalapeno ice cream as your dessert, things oh, like that. And could. just uh, like and, hot as Hades. And mm-hmm. so on the Hades. And grill. every all the drinks could be served, could be blue there. I like it. <gasps> I like it. A little flames on top, you know. Oh yes. So, this is a good park, Heather. This is a great Oh my park. gosh, it's amazing. And there's so <laughs> many things that I was like thinking of, like that you mm-hmm. could do. I mean, if you had like little things that were like themed lands as you're like walking through, I mean, mm-hmm. for your little town that you could walk through, it could be like Hocus Pocus or like for the section that isn't going to scare the little kids, you can have right. like Halloween town, like things. There's just, there's so many options and let's face it. Disney is butterflies and daisies. We all love it, but mm-hmm. We need we need a little evil. This. There is a reason, Disney, that your Halloween parties start in August and end on October 31st. Yep. And there is a reason that all of those parties sell out. People are craving that. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever have to, you don't have to do like the Halloween party in there. You can still leave those for Magic Kingdom or whatever. My only concern about this park before we get to what our dark ride would be is that could they do an illusion? You know, like whenever you go to like Las Vegas and stuff, whenever you walk into one of those giant casinos, how they have the theming on the ceiling and it can change from like night to daytime. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you are entering this, like when you are entering it, could they do that? Like where you feel like you're entering into like this evil kingdom and how would it change between night like daytime say you're visiting in that land versus mm-hmm. nighttime because you're not going to get me out of there at nighttime can no. you imagine how spooky they can make it well, a lot oh. of it i think would have to be indoors i think you'd have to put a lot mm-hmm. of these attractions and things indoors or in some sort of covering so the lights would be diminished a little bit mm-hmm. um like the ursula ride we're talking about i mean maybe that's outside um but put put some shade over it please for the love of mm-hmm. god put some shade off <laughs> for the whole place yes. if you can uh something like that so in a, a dark ride i was thinking of and and this is really just this is more fan service than anything because there are certain movies that are so freaking hugely popular but are not represented in the parks of anywhere. I would love to see a dark ride that takes you through the story of Robin Hood um, oh. with Robin Hood, with Maid Marian and the Sheriff of Nottingham and Prince John, you know, all the way through there and even have like at the very end of it as you walk out having Nottingham meet and greet, have the Sheriff of Nottingham meet and greet. And Prince John, meet both of those characters, which I think would be tremendous. One of the coolest characters we've ever met, Steph and I were walking through Magic Kingdom, and there's this is back before everything had a line. This is probably 10, 12 years ago. There's Prince John just walking through, walking through, through the town square. And we're like, 
Prince John. He turns around, he waves at us and everything. We got a great little picture with Prince John. You know, we did the same thing with Friar Tuck. We randomly met Friar Tuck. People go crazy over Robin Hood because people, especially older Disney fans, they ripped so many of them count Robin Hood as one of their favorites when they were a kid as because that's one of the ones that, uh, like, when you're when you're a kid in the '80s or in the early '90s, that's one of the ones that hit video at an early time. So mm-hmm. that's one of the ones people got on video early on, and they were able to watch it over and over and over. So Robin Hood is one I think that sticks with a lot of people, especially boys, because they don't necessarily when you're when you're seven, you're not watching Little Mermaid all day. Mm-hmm. But you're watching Robin Hood. You're watching mm-hmm. Fox and the Hound. You're gonna watch maybe the Aristocats or something. And I think Robin Hood is is severely unrepresented in the parks mm-hmm. and i think people would love it i think people would absolutely love robin hood have a dark ride through there uh make it kind of creepy you're going through the woods of nottingham you know and of course robin hood wins the day but then you walk out there's nottingham with a meet and greet i do like that you know what else that just made me think of not to get sidetracked again mm-hmm. uh disney owns anastasia now yep that could get that could get dark oh. <laughs> That would be good. And like you that could be like the one place because that whole story is like mm-hmm. so dark until the end. Uh, speaking of that, that's another one with Angela Lansbury. Um, oh, 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 yes. Let's incorporate like the whole Rasputin thing and mm-hmm. Anastasia somewhere in the park. Okay. My dark ride. Yes. This this goes back to the ode of the former greatest Disney ride that was ever created prior to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Great Escape. Got it. <laughs> Pirates in Shanghai is hands down like the most amazing ride, like the imagineering that went mm-hmm. into it. So, right. You already know right. what you have to do for it. You take the blueprints from Shanghai. You bring it here. And it works with um, there's boat that sits like 10 across. So you're going right. to it's going to be a giant people eater. It works with magnets on the water. And there's so many illusions that happen with screens, with lo- with mm-hmm. um, all this kind of stuff. What is the one movie that everybody in Disney has always tried to make popular and it never takes? And it was like Walt just needed it to be so popular and the reason that it didn't take is because it's so terrifying, which goes back to you can have a Fantasia themed ride mm. that would terrify you that could have all the motion and like all it would literally do what the movie does with that ride mechanism that was developed by Imagineering. Mm-hmm. And that Chernabog thing at the end, I mean... They're probably going to have to put a warning on it, but they could go really dark and really that. evil. And it could be a whole Fantasia theme thing. And then Mickey saves the day at the end. Of course. But, yes. but that could be the one thing that then solidifies like why let's let's give Fantasia like a ride that's going to make people Fantasmic talk about ride. it. Fantastic the ride. That show is not good. That's that's <laughs> I'm another looking forward day. to seeing the return. I do want to see the return. It's coming back sometime in November. It's Disney's, good in Disneyland. Yeah. So well, they're they're making changes to it. And they're taking out apparently they're taking out the Pocahontas scene, which of oh, course good. is very dated by now. Mm-hmm. Um they're probably put in Frozen or you know, in Kanto or whatever's put in the magic carpet now. scene. So, magic carpet scene or something, they'll put that in there. So mm-hmm. this is this is a good park. I would go to this park in a heartbeat. So I really would. Can you imagine this part of the park? During Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, oh, like they would have to, they would have to rope it off. 
and oh only gosh. like you'd have the virtual queue to get in there. It'd be ridiculous. And you know how like you have your villains after hours? Mm-hmm. Like, can you you could do villains after hours, say like every yes. Tuesday and Thursday year round, and it would sell out if it started, say, say the park closes at nine, even mm-hmm. if you only did it for three hours, then you're cleaning up the rest of the park. You can have a separate exit that just it's that land and you exit out the back part of Magic Kingdom. But I was thinking like of the transition to like get into the land all the things they could do, it could be amazing. And the Disney fans would go bananas. Absolutely. So of all the ideas, yes. As you're you're walking back behind Big Thunder Mountain, that's when the sidewalk sidewalk gets darker and suddenly fog rolls in and stuff because you're making that transition, like you said, from the happy to go see what's behind Big Thunder Mountain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe even don't you don't call it villain's land or whatever. You just call it behind Thunder Mountain or something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, that's, you know, and uh, put that on the map behind Thunder Mountain and go back there as you walk through the sidewalk. The lights are dimmer and all of a sudden you walk into this archway and then there's there's your there's your attractions. There's your coasters and there's your Fantasm- Fantasmic the Ride ride. And, um, there's your Ursula and your uh, facilities voodoo coaster. review and. Yeah, I got a reservation at Captain Hooks over here, but I'm going to get mm-hmm. some barbecue at Hot as Hades. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is good stuff. So It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Bob, get on this. Josh, Zach, you know what to do. Come on. Yep. Come yep. On. You got our number. Well, we got ideas. The sad thing is Jen is not here to contribute because she knows Bob and she can call Bob up easily. But, you know, <laughs> she's in Mexico. She's in Mexico. <laughs> so that's going to just about do it for tonight's show. Heather, how can people find you on the line to follow all your exploits and all your adventures? You can find me at the Moana Mom on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Very cool. And of course, uh, you have a YouTube presence as well. Now, have we done many quack chats? We haven't done a lot of quack chats recently, have we? No. Oh my gosh. The girls are so busy. I, <laughs> Lord knows when I'll get to that. They're they're so busy. I can't keep up with well, them. Well, the old episodes of Quack Chat on YouTube with her beautiful two daughters, and they're talking about their Disney exploits, and they're hilarious because they love <laughs> Disney, and they're just funny, and they're like their mom, and it's really, really funny to watch. Uh, so that's on YouTube. Of course, you can also find our show on YouTube in case you want to see our lovely mm-hmm. faces. We're here on YouTube. We don't promote it as much. Um, but you can also find this show on audible.com. I, I keep forgetting to mention that to people audible.com. Uh, you can download us off audible as a podcast. So if you don't have a the iTunes or the stitcher or the, whatever you got audible for your audiobooks, download the show, uh, find us in all those type places as well. Find me online at the magic on a dollar on Instagram. Find me at magic on a dollar and Disney on a dollar on Facebook. And of course the show itself, the MSC podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and all those places. And finally, Upon us, our travel. That's the name to remember. Find us on TikTok. Find us on Instagram. Our girl Meredith is doing awesome things there. Mm-hmm. The the Kevin reel she put out. Oh my gosh, day, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's hilarious. It's um, genius. She's so good at she's so good at this, and she's taught herself how to do a lot of this. And just the you know, it's it's funny watching how she's progressed since when she first started because mm-hmm. she would get depressed and she'd be like texting me going, yeah, it's, I did a reel this morning. It's at like 30 views or whatever. And she, but she just kept at it every mm-hmm. day. Reels, TikToks, real TikToks. And now she's getting on like thousands and thousands on everyone she posts. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And I'm like, no, I need success right now. I can't do <laughs> like that. Just wait. <laughs> uh, Jen, can't wait to see you when you come back. Heather, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been great as You're we welcome. put together our villains park. And I am David. Hey, don't forget to scare your foundations. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. 
And may all your wishes come true.